0: Well, good evening, Los Angeles, or good morning, depending on your perspective, and welcome back to the Apologetics.com radio show. My name's Jason Gallagher, and I will be your host for the next hour as we challenge believers to think and thinkers to believe. I am joined in studio tonight by our good friend and regular here on the Apologetics.com radio show, Tony Yu. Tony, how you doing? Hi, Jason. I'm doing really well. Good to see you. Thanks for being here, staying up late with us. Uh, tonight, you guys, we're going to be talking about uh, engaging the world around us with the gospel. Uh, my my good friend Tony here. If you guys are familiar with him, he is a um, evangelist at heart. He will share the gospel with anything that that breathes, and um, and we're going to be kind of you know using that gift that God has given him to kind of talk about how we engage with the world around us, and we want to do it through the lens of a couple recent uh, television and film uh, spots that you guys might be familiar with. One of them we're gonna be talking about is the He Gets Us movement. And you guys might have seen that. It made its world debut during the recent Super Bowl game about a month ago. Had about, I think, two 30-second commercial spots, which is a couple, couple million dollars they spent. 20 um, million dollars. 20 million dollars on two commercials or each? Total. Twenty million total for these uh, two two minutes of airtime. One is one minute. One is thirty seconds. All right, so ninety seconds of airtime. But their total budget, I think, is a hundred million. Yeah, for the entire ministry.
1: Yes. Okay. They've got other videos on YouTube
0: that are about the same, right? Or worse. Okay, so you guys might have seen that if you're watching the Super Bowl, you probably saw it, it was these kind of like, um, you know text on the screen, some visual, some images, some music, and kind of this idea that he gets us, like Jesus gets us type thing. So we want to talk about that a little bit, you know, um, dig into that. Uh, is, is he gets us a good thing? Is it a, is it a bad thing? Um, you know, so, so we'll dig into that a little bit. They're, they're trying to, you know, raise awareness about Jesus. Um, you know, maybe that alone is good enough. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that. The other one is the recent movie, Jesus Revolution, which uh, is a great movie. I, I definitely recommend it. And we want to talk a little bit about one of the main characters, Lonnie Frisbee. Neat guy. Uh, we want to we talk about him. He had an interesting life. And I think there's a lot we could learn uh, from that movie. And, you know, we might touch on a little bit um, because both of these things, he gets us this idea of trying to reach The culture, the people that are watching the Super Bowl, they want to get people thinking about Jesus, okay? That's clear. Um, Jesus Revolution, obviously, it's a a movie about Calvary Chapel, Greg Laurie, kind of that whole movement, the whole Jesus movement. Obviously, they want to draw people to Christ and uh, remind people of what God did right here in Southern California, you know, in the late 60s, started in the late 60s, um... So th- those are all great things, and then we'll touch a little bit on this whole idea of revival, because both of these things are like trying to get people to think about Jesus and hopefully, you know, run to Jesus. And then there's obviously some revival-like things happening too in our in our country right now. So that's going to be kind of the thrust of our show. Before we get into the details, we did want you to let you know that tonight's show is sponsored by Branch of Hope Church in Torrance, California. I'm one of the elders there at the church. We meet at 10 a.m. on Sundays. Uh, Pastor Paul Vigiano is our lead pastor. He's on KKLA 10 a.m. every Sunday, so you guys may have heard him if you guys are regular KKLA listeners, Uh, but we'd love to invite you to our church in Torrance. Uh, Come visit us. Come say hello. Say, you know, Jason from Apologetics.com invited you. And, um, you know, we just love to, to see you and meet you in that way. We do, Apologetics.com is a listener-supported ministry. If you go to Apologetics.com and click on Give, you can find an area where you can donate to this ministry. We've been on here KKLA 20-plus years. We are not, uh, none of the hosts are, are paid for their time. Uh, all the costs go straight into the ministry, straight into... You know, reaching reaching people for Christ. So, if you are led, uh, we would be blessed by any donation of any amount that you can give. And this show really is, you know, not not just for us to be here chatting away, but we'd love to chat with you. Um, we have open lines all night long for the next hour, and uh, we'd love to hear any question you might have about the Christian faith, about you know some of these things we're talking about, but. Really, apologetics of any any stripe, any question you might have about the scriptures, how to answer or respond to something, or just some you know basic theological questions. Um, don't be shy. Uh, call us 995 five K K L A. It's pretty easy. 888-995-5552. And so let's let's jump into this, Tony. The the he gets us camp Super Bowl ad campaign. You know what can we learn? The good, the bad. Um, you know, why don't you introduce a little bit of these, these commercial spots and, you know, uh, how we might think about them.
1: Sure. There are two commercials. Um, the first one is called love your enemies. And the second one is called be childlike. They were both of the same genre. They played music. It was sort of a slideshow, black and white, very moody. Uh, the, the music was dramatic. The first one showed people fighting and not getting along. And it looked, you know, terrible. And then words appear on the screen. It says, Jesus loved the people we hate. Mm. And then it says, he gets us, all of us. And it just says, Jesus. Yeah. And it leaves a link to the he gets
0: us website. And that one was a minute long. So one question I have right there, I think I saw that one. And, you know, when it says Jesus loved the people we hate... The first thing that went through my mind is, who do I hate? Because I, when, I th- when I think about that, I, I don't personally hate anyone. There's mm-hmm. no one that comes to mind when I say, who do I hate? And so this, you know, this commercial is assuming right off the bat True. that you know, I have hatred in my heart. Right. So that, that, that stood out to me. Yeah. So that's tapping in on the Jesus teaching,
1: love your enemies, mm-hmm. right? And then the second one had friendly music, black and white photos of children being childlike, being friendly, helping each other, doing things, you know, for each other, hugging yeah. each other. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's the opposite of the first commercial. Okay. So it's, it's very warm and the words pop up. Jesus didn't want us to act like adults. He gets us, all of us jesus and then he gives the
0: website again so that's, that's what that's another interesting one that's what gets that's what you get for I get 20 it. million dollars right <laughs> i kind of get what they're trying to do there you know let all the let all the children come to me you know he who right. wants to enter my kingdom must come as a child so those sort of things
1: i would say everything they said is true except for the he didn't want us to act like adults because uh in first Corinthians 13, when I was a child, I thought as a child, so on and so forth, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He, he does want us to act like adults, but ch- He wants us to grow up. Childlike as well, not childish. Childlike in the, in the sense of faith and trust in right. our heavenly father.
1: So it, it all seems good. You can't really argue with any of this, right? The problem is what's missing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's basically telling people be good, right? Stop hating your enemies. Be childlike and love one another. What's the problem with that?
0: Well, be good is the law, right? Love that, one another is the law, right? When you when you see people with a t shirt that might say "Do good," right? People see that and like, "Oh, yeah that that guy that person's like, oh, that's a cool message." It's really it's really saying keep the law, it's, right? There's a standard, the standard of goodness, and you need to keep it. It's really. <laughs> It's really quite an impossible standard. It's a gospel of niceness. It's
1: a yeah. false gospel. Uh, I call it soft Phariseeism, because a Pharisee would say, "You, you shall be nice, or you shall be good. You shall not do these bad things, or you're going to go to hell." Soft Phariseeism says, "Well, you should be nice because Jesus gets us." Mm-hmm. They both lead you, w- leave you with no ability to be good. with no ability to keep these commandments because we are all sinful.
0: Yeah. It really, it really is calling you to live a certain way and, uh, to keep a certain standard that we can't, we can't really keep or attain.
1: So what I object to in these commercials is not so much, not so much what's in it, but what's Mm -hmm. not in it. Yeah. There's no mention of Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. There's no mention of of the fact that we're all sinners. It implies it in the first commercial about, you know, where it shows people disagreeing and fighting and so forth, Mm -hmm. implies it, but it doesn't say, but if you repent, you shall repent and believe in Jesus, then maybe you can have hope of keeping these laws. Right. And then there's transformation, right? Because Phariseeism is about regulation. The gospel is about transformation. Right. You can try to regulate somebody's behavior till the cows come home. You might have a limited ability to right. make temporary changes, but it's not going to work. You need Jesus to change you. You need to be born again
0: mm-hmm.
1: or you'll never see the kingdom of God. Repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Yeah. That needed to be said.
0: It definitely, yeah, for sure. It need it needed to be said, Um, you know, they were, I think, I think if you look at some of what they, um, what they said they were trying to accomplish with this. Yeah. Show them what, um, what their
1: goal is. It's, it's, uh, to me extremely
0: shocking. I mean, it is. So, so if you go to the website, he gets com and you start to kind of look into a little bit of, of, of what is their <clears> message? Like, what are they trying to do? Um, as it, as it relates to their marketing, right? the president of the, he gets us marketing firm, the one who they hired to basically put this together. And like, they have a goal, like they, they're trying to achieve a certain, a certain purpose. And he said straight out, he said, the goal is inspiration, not recruitment or conversion. Right. So they're not even looking to try to convert people or to see people saved. Really? Um, their, they said they want to reintroduce people to the Jesus of the Bible and his confounding love and forgiveness. Right. So let's talk about that a little bit. Right. Let's let's go a little presuppositional on us, okay? So,
1: if you're not trying to create co- converts, you're not yeah. trying to make people or help people to become Christians, then why are you trying to make people like Jesus more? What's the point? Mm-hmm. Let's help people like Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm or Buddha, what's the right. point? What's so special about Jesus, right? Here's right. what they're not saying about Jesus, what they need, uh, what, which they should say about Jesus. Here's what's missing. Jesus is God. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Mm-hmm. Buddhists and all other non-Christian believers will not be saved if they don't repent and believe in Jesus. They don't talk about how evil sin is. They imply it a little bit. Um, they will never tell you, well, for Are instance. you
0: talking about the commercial or the website?
1: the commercial or where both. they show
0: people fighting okay. and it's implied yeah. that it's bad. Cause it's not on the website either. Right. <laughs> they won't say,
1: they won't say the word sin. No. Right? Um, and they certainly won't touch the issue of homosexuality and say that it's a sin, right? right? It won't say that people in other religions need to become Christians in order to be saved. Right. They won't tell you that nice people will go to hell as well. Hell is filled with nice
0: people. Mm-hmm. Who aren't saved, right? Yeah, regarding Jesus as God, uh, another thing that he gets us uh, website basically what they say is that they focus specifically on the humanity of Jesus, right? And why do they do that? Well, they have learned through studies and polls and surveys, they've learned that the human qualities of Jesus are the ones that resonate with the widest possible audience the the deity of christ they basically push aside because it doesn't resonate with as many people right no one wants to hear you know people want to yeah love your enemies right um be childlike those sort of things people are like okay great but when when it says you know i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father but through me right or you know i you know i alone have the power to forgive sin, those are the things that they're ignoring because they don't appeal to the widest possible audience. And so they've basically turned Jesus into a marketing campaign, um, which doesn't even follow the lead of Christ himself, right? Um, What were the first words Christ spoke in his earthly ministry?
1: Repent and believe the gospel.
0: Yes. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, that's, that's how Jesus yeah. starts. First right? word. And why is that? Well, Jesus comes into that movie, the movie where people are fighting and hurting and killing each other. Jesus literally walks into that because that's the world that we live in, right? A world full of um, sin and death and hate. So Jesus literally was born into that world. And when he starts his ministry, the first thing he says to that world is repent. Turn from that. And believe the gospel and what is the gospel the gospel is that we are all sinners headed
1: for hell but jesus is god he loved us so much that he came into the world as a man fully god fully human he lived the perfect life that we could never live that we should have lived he allowed himself to be punished on the cross not for his sins because he never sinned but in our place so that god can deal with our sins time's up by punishing jesus <laughs> that was 30 seconds was 30 seconds oh i didn't know I was. On th- i'm just okay. kidding
0: <laughs> that was really good though oh, because okay I, I, okay so, that was excellent yeah that was like you covered basically the whole nine yeah. yards in literally like 30 seconds and it didn't cost you 20 million dollars
1: right so jesus paid the penalty for our sins <laughs> you need to repent and believe in jesus amen. repent and believe in jesus repent and believe let's boil it yeah. down to two words repent and believe so, he- so here, in three seconds
0: here's amen here's a question for our <laughs> listeners right Say you had 30 seconds. Say you had 30 seconds for a a Super Bowl ad. Call us. We'll give you 30 seconds to give us your best Jesus Super Bowl ad that you can in 30 seconds. So call us. Triple eight nine nine five kkla See if anyone takes this. Triple eight ninety-nine five 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 two. Call us with your best 30-second Jesus commercial that you would run. At the super Bowl <laughs> the uh the winner will get will get a prize um, see if someone takes the bait that'll be pretty awesome um, I'd love to hear that
1: so don't give that ministry any money no don't not at all yeah
0: their money's not being well spent yeah um, you know even so a little bit more just on on um, how they how they frame Jesus God God almighty um if you look on his website you know they they basically paint Jesus as a social justice Jesus they say he was a refugee right he was a rebel he was an influencer and he was a feminist that's what they that's what they say about Jesus on their on their website so apparently Jesus as a refugee you know that's kind of a open borders type thing and if you're for open borders that's fine but don't turn Christ into your political tool, your political pawn, your social, you know, um, your social study. Um, was Jesus a radical feminist? Was he a feminist? He, Jesus elevated the value of women higher than any person that ever walked the face of this earth. He did walk straight into a society that uh, did not respect women and give women the dignity and value that they all deserve. And Jesus came and gave them value, dignity, worth, and um, completely turned the cultural standard on its head. But, th- but that, that doesn't make him a feminist. Right. And that third- makes him God. That makes him someone who understands that men and women are both made in His image and they have inherent value just because they're made by God. Right you know? And what we call third wave feminism right now is an
1: absolute abomination. It's pitting right. men against women. It actually tries to elevate women above men. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's disgusting to even
0: associate Jesus with feminism, the way we know right. it today. So if you dig into the website, it's more, it's, it's really not gospel centered. It starts to become more of a social political campaign. Um, you won't find a single gospel presentation anywhere on the website. Uh, if you search the word gospel on the website, You'll find things that like Jesus has, Jesus chose forgiveness, um, you know, and they're just trying to say things to get people interested in Jesus. And it looks like, it looks like we do have a caller uh, from Costa Mesa. So we're going to hop on over to say hello to Joy, who has a 30-second ad that she'd like uh, for us to listen to. And it won't cost her $20 million. Just 19. It's going to be free. It's going to be whatever the cost of this phone call is. So, Joy, how you doing? Welcome to welcome to I'm the show. i
2: o- doing okay, and I'm just pulling into my carport. Uh, so, okay, let me just stop for a second. <laughs> so I just thought of this. Turn, oh, wait, wait, wait. Come to Jesus, turn, and receive his love and forgiveness
0: come to jesus turn and receive his love and forgiveness amen that took you about that, 4 seconds did, way better yeah? than the commercials that, that were on the super bowl that was amazing and that was, was that, be- that was better than the the super bowl commercial yes, for sure okay 100% I, I liked it
2: i thought that 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 was it can okay. you say it again i want to well, like,
0: re- say say it one uh, more time
2: come come to jesus turn and receive his love and forgiveness. we got to get that repentance in there. Right, exactly. Turn, turn, turn is
0: repent. Turn, turn from your sin.
2: And, and love, yeah. And love. And receive um, his love and, and
0: forgiveness. Yeah.
2: And receive his love and forgiveness. How's that?
1: That's beautiful.
2: Okay, okay and you keep up uh, talking about the apologetics. All right. You tell them to get out there and share their faith. Tell I- them to get out there. Take the church to the streets.
0: We Joy, you get out the there and you tell people. That's yes. exactly what That's we're trying to okay. tell people. Tell them to repent yeah, and believe so in coming. Jesus. Have you seen the Jesus Revolution movie? Did you see that yet?
2: I did see it when the church yeah, when they were giving a free show, uh, um, showing of it months ago.
0: Oh, yes, was cool. Was it Downey? Galby Downey. Yes. Downey, nice. No.
2: No, no in Huntington Beach. Huntington but Beach. But you know what I saw tonight at my church, and then I went to the streets. The Passion of Christ. Wow. Um, I haven't seen that in I haven't seen that years, for a long wow. time. Wow. Mm. That is very, we would take it to heart, that's what Jesus did for me, for you, and yep. how can we keep it to ourselves? How can we not Amen. get out there? I'm just amazed when I hear, I mean, really, I'm just spouting, sorry, but I just hear statistics no. lately sometimes on the radio, and they say, how many people, just the percentage of people that share their, don't share their faith, I mean, it's just yeah. like unbelievable. That's kind
0: of the heart of us. That's yeah. That's the heart of our show tonight, and especially Tony and I. We love to get out there and share the gospel with people. Hey, Joy. Oh, um,
2: I didn't even know that was Tony. I just this is Tony. Radio on. I'm just
0: coming <laughs> home from Huntington. Beach you know Tony, yeah. August. Oh, I do. You're yes, that yes, Joy. Yes. There you go. <laughs> <That was absolutely laughs> yeah. So
2: well, God bless you both, and you keep preaching it because yeah, I'm you, you're you
1: already right? out on the street. You're doing a great job.
2: <laughs> i love it and it's i couldn't i just led someone to the lord earlier and they were so grateful they were just so uh,
1: praise
0: 25 god, years
2: Julie. old and and I, I mean but they're out there hungry ones they, they are, are. There. yeah the harvest is plentiful
0: so, amen
2: amen okay thank you appreciate the call
0: okay god bless bye. bye all right cool thanks thanks joy for calling that was awesome um yeah, get out there and, and share, share the gospel. This, this, news, this good news is too good to keep to ourselves. Um, and I think we're going to talk about that a little bit um, in the show. How can it be that we, we keep this to ourselves? I think it was Charles Spurgeon who says, Have you no desire for others to be saved? You are not saved yourselves. Be sure of that. Right? Absolutely. Something along those lines. And the point is, if you have been saved, if you know what you've been saved from, you can't help but not want to plead with others um, to receive that same that same salvation. Um so the last thing I think, Tony, before we leave the he gets us behind <laughs> for 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 good, um is the confounding love and forgiveness of Jesus, right? That's one thing they talk about. They said, we, we want to reintroduce people to the Jesus of the Bible and his confounding love and forgiveness. To that, I say, amen, right? We do want them to know his confounding love, but but how can they truly understand how mind-blowing God's love is if you don't tell the entire story, right? For example... The love of Christ is, is truly mind-blowing when you understand that Jesus is not just a man, that he is God Almighty, come to this earth, as you mentioned, to die for guilty sinners, to die in our place, to die for the criminal, to die for the rebel, right? To die for the one who spits on his face. You know, that's the God whose love is confounding and mind-blowing. But if you're not talking about sin, if you're not talking about you know judgment or hell or the fact that Jesus is God, then you don't truly have the story to tell about his confounding love. So they're just they're just lacking a lot of biblical context to make what they're trying to do really meaningful and impactful because like you said you could tell people to be nice, but unless they have a changed heart, you can't truly be nice. God needs to change your heart before you can truly love your enemy.
1: It's kind of cruel to talk about Jesus' love and forgiveness without telling him, telling them how to receive it.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, we can't keep that to ourselves. What were you saying? You were saying a little bit earlier something about keeping the gospel to ourselves— um, if churches are keeping the Gospels to themselves, they're obviously not fulfilling their mission, they're not fulfilling their duty. Um, you They've know, we,
1: basically become a Bible study
0: club or a book club. Yeah. What's right. the point? You could stay home. Right. And we talked a little bit about how important it is to be those watchmen, right? Right. To be, Ezekiel 33. Yeah. You know, we believe God is going to save everyone he desires to save, but he has called us to be part of that plan, right? And yes, if, if none of us spoke, God would speak through the rocks, and he does. He speaks through creation every day. But we have been given the responsibility and the duty and the privilege to partner with God in proclaiming his good news to the people around us so that they will hear the good shepherd's voice and be... be be drawn to to Christ. So uh, that's we're coming up on the, the end of our first half. We'll be back after these short messages
3: The mission of apologetics.com is to challenge believers to think and thinkers to believe on the radio, on the internet and now in the Life of the Mind conferences. If you believe in the work that Apologetics.com is doing, we encourage you to support us with your prayers and also with your tax-deductible gift so that this ministry will continue on the air, on the web and in events near you. Gifts of any amount are appreciated and it's very simple to participate. Just go to Apologetics.com and click Donate. It's safe and secure. Or you can send your check or money order to Apologetics.com, 1900 Southwestern Avenue, San Pedro, California, 90732. Thank you for supporting Apologetics.com. It's
0: easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day until April 16th, we'll post a new act of kindness you can do for others. On April 17th, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. Enter the Kindness Challenge today at kkla.com, keyword, kindness, sponsored by Long Beach Rescue Mission, helping the homeless changing lives. Scott Furrow here and KKLA's Half Price Tuition Program lets you give your child or grandchild a high quality Christian education for half price. It's one of the greatest gifts you can give your child and here are just some of the reasons why. We start our classes off every morning in prayer. We really teach that life is precious. All of our kids have been created in the image of God and that means something. At a private faith-based school, students are learning where to apply the scriptures in history, science, math, and then to be able to grow up in make a difference in their generation. And we
2: really encourage our students to be courageous leaders, socially and emotionally uh, well-rounded, and know how to communicate well with others so that they will
3: share the love of Jesus. The care that we give to each child, our students take ownership, learning, and attain high achievement, resulting in incredible college entrance results.
0: The KKLA Half Price Tuition Program has lots of great Christian schools to choose from. See the complete list at kkla.com. That's kkla.com. All right, let's get back to the Apologetics.com radio show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Apologetics.com radio show. We are in the second half of our show. Thanks for hanging in there and tuning in tonight. We appreciate it. Apologetics.com is a ministry dedicated to challenging believers to think and thinkers to believe my name is Jason Gallagher. I'm the host tonight with my good buddy Tony Yu in studio. We are talking about kind of reaching the world, reaching, you know, engaging the world around us with the gospel, and we're looking at it through the lens of um, media and film and TV and a couple, couple things in recent um, days. One of them is the He Gets Us campaign. That was a big Super Bowl movement ad campaign that we talked about in the first half. Um, so if you missed that, you can always tune into our podcast, which you can get through apologetics.com online or Apple podcasts. Just type, uh, subscribe to the apologetics.com radio show and the show will be posted there and you can listen to it. Um, so we, so the, he gets us thing had a Super Bowl ad campaign, uh, 90 seconds of commercials, two of them, um, for $20 million. And we had... Uh, thrown out a little challenge in the first half for someone to call in with a 30-second gospel Jesus message that they would run during the Super Bowl. And we had one person take us up on that, and she did a pretty good job. Her Her commercial was, come to Jesus, turn, and receive his love and forgiveness. And uh, it didn't cost her $20 million and, and it basically got— communicated some important truth. So that was awesome. Um, And we'd love to hear from you too. If you want to call us, 888-995-KKLA. We're here for another half hour. The lines are open. If you want to chat about uh, some of what we're talking about or any other Christian question apologetics you might have about the Bible or the Christian faith, uh, give us a call, 888-995-5552. So we want to kind of shift to another film that is in theaters right now that is pointing people to christ in a good way and it's the jesus revolution which kind of chronicles the story of calvary chapel chuck smith greg laurie kind of how their stories kind of intersect and there's also this cool character lonnie frisbee um, who's a neat guy who I didn't know much about really before I saw the movie, um, and we kind of wanted to just dig into that a little bit, talk about the film, talk about you know some of the some of the good things that we can take away from it. And uh, Lonnie Frisbee, he's a he's a really interesting character, um, and you know Tony, my good buddy here, has done some uh, research and study on him, and I think there's some. There's some really really cool truths and things that we can take away from this real life revolution that happened you know in the late sixties and is you know still still continuing on today really um so let's kind of let's jump into that uh tony so why don't you why don't you give a little intro uh to Jesus revolution and uh mr Lonnie frisbee if you know some people may have seen the movie, some haven't, so maybe a little bit of context there.
1: So the Jesus Movement of the 1960s and 70s is considered the the latest revival, the latest major revival to hit America, and perhaps one of the biggest. Um, and that was started, I would say, by Pastor Chuck Smith of Calvary Chapel, but it was his wife, Kay Smith, who encouraged him, urged him. To go after the hippies who were lost in drugs and all kinds of crazy stuff that they were doing Mm -hmm. and later on uh, the movie didn't exactly portray it this way but i think after it started lonnie frisbee was introduced into this movement by uh pastor chuck's daughter's boyfriend, boyfriend yeah who had gotten saved out of that movement before gotten clean he was hitchhiking he was driving his car to pick up hitchhikers so he could evangelize them he happened to Mm -hmm. pick up Lonnie Frisbee whose intention was to be picked up as a hitchhiker so he could evangelize the drivers and that's how they met which is pretty interesting that's so funny and John was the one who brought Lonnie to Chuck and that's where this match was made and uh Lonnie's part was he he drew a lot of the hippies into the movement because he was one of them Mm -hmm. and he was very very gifted as an evangelist as a preacher um there are so many claims of miracles around him i i can't certify any of those but clearly so many people claim that he did so much he 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 reached out to so many people so many people got saved under his preaching yeah so but here here's here's the dark cloud in this whole thing the fly in the ointment Mm -hmm. what i knew years ago that the movie didn't cover that some some christians are angry that they didn't cover was how Lonnie died and why he died. And initially I thought I was disappointed that they didn't cover it in the movie, in the movie. Hmm. But having seen the movie, I can understand why it didn't fit the, the whole feel purpose of the movie. Mm -hmm. But Lonnie died of AIDS. Mm -hmm. And I've seen lots of posts on social media that said Lonnie is an unrepentant homosexual. Stay away from him. He's a total, you know, fake so on and so forth. Mm. So, um, I would say be careful about That's saying, pretty rough. saying that he's unrepentant because yeah. you don't know whether he repented. Yeah. But I do know whether he at least made statements that he repented. Okay. He wrote a book, right? He, so, and on his deathbed, his or friends write a book about him, his friends recorded his last words on tape oh, and wow. his friends published it. So in the book, it's, it gives Lonnie as well as the person who, who helped him as the authors, What's the name of the book? If you know, it uh, hand? I have it here somewhere, but just, just search Lonnie Frisbee on Amazon, you'll find it. So yes, Lonnie de Frisbee did die of AIDS. He admits to that Lonnie Frisbee
0: did engage in homosexual activity. Not by might, nor by power. Yes, that's right. Not by so. might, nor by power. And then it's a the subtitle set
1: free or something like that. So, um. But Lonnie did, as far as we know in his words, whether it's true, that's between him and God. But according to the words, he definitely did repent. And, um, I, I'd like to share some passages from the book with you because I want to set the record straight. Plus I want the world to hear that the, the gay movement cannot take Lonnie Frisbee and use him as a poster boy for gay Christianity. Mm. Lonnie Frisbee does not agree with it. He considers it a sin. He agrees with the Bible, and I'm going to get into how he ended up in that realm of sin.
0: So let's talk. Okay. Let's look at um, not by might nor and, by power. And, and so, one of like just the overarching questions I think that this, as you as you unpack this, Tony, is um, you know a question is what are the types of people God uses? He uses. I just want to kind of very. broken big umbrella term that that i think is is important to keep in mind as we read through this yeah i mean or just hear some of what you have to share
1: i thought he was a samson-like figure and then later i heard uh pastor chuck's eulogy and he compared lonnie to samson so samson was this supernaturally strong person used by god but he fell into sexual sin Mm -hmm. but at the end of his life he came back to wanting to serve god he destroyed more enemy killed more enemies at the end of his life than ever before and in hebrews 11 he's considered a, a hero of the faith in spite of all his failings but he's not the only one king david was a an adulterer and a murderer king solomon had harems directly against god he built um idols mm-hmm. to for his multiple wives
0: he uh the, the following does does god have anyone other than broken people to choose from that's all he's got to choose from (laughs) so and then when you look at first
1: corinthians the the book of first corinthians right yeah the the apostle paul in in the first chapter addresses them as the church of god sanctified saints and then by the third chapter at the very beginning in four verses he calls them carnal four times
0: Mm.
1: four times in four verses he calls them carnal then he smacks them down in the rest of the book for all the sin including sexual sins there was a lot including all the hyper charismatic sins that the first Corinthians church, the Corinthian church was engaged in. Right. So based on first Corinthians, we know that this nonsense was happening in a church that just got saved. Right. Right. So we see the judges, like Samson was one of the judges, right? We see the Kings, we see the early church. They all sinned Yeah. greatly to the Mm -hmm. point of murder and all kinds of weird sexual stuff, including Mm -hmm. sleeping with the father's wife right gross sin right but god chooses the foolish things to confound the wise and yeah. it, it, it's easy to forget that mm-hmm.
0: right and so, he's he did it then <coughs> and he does it today and when I you mean, see it's, this, it's it's the same like all he really only has broken people to choose right. from he's you know he doesn't want someone who's like oh yeah i just graduate i mean he uses people who went to seminary obviously but people who are humble right god's not looking for someone who says oh yeah oh when are you it's about time you called me like yeah. you know I've, i'm obviously the perfect guy for this like right lonnie didn't want to be one of these preachers yeah.
1: it was the last thing he wanted yeah yeah so are we surprised that lonnie so committed sins it fits the pattern shouldn't be right if it it's the pattern of the bible right i, I was surprised to, to to sort of see this myself when i did the research on lonnie then mm-hmm. I made the connection with the Book of Judges. A lot of the judges were, were, were extremely broken people. Yeah. Jephthah was, seemed to be like a, a highway robber yeah. and a murderer yeah. when he was called to be a judge because he was good at killing. And his father. Oh, he was the son of his the father pro- who, was that one the one who, who slept, slept with, with the prostitute. The pro- yeah. Jephthah's father slept with a prostitute, and Jephthah was born. Jephthah's legitimate brothers and sisters. And then he kid- made a vow.
0: Later, really to lame vow to daughter. say, whatever comes out my front door, right. I'm going to sacrifice. So the book of Judges is, is a big warning.
1: You might be my people, but do not let these pagan influences mess with your head. And yeah. that's what happened to Jephthah,
0: to even Gideon. Yeah, I mean, en- and it happens to us today, Yes. to be quite honest. You right. know what I mean? You better slay the enemy. In, yeah. In the New Testament context, it's slay the enemy of sin, we need, or yeah. it will slay you. Yes. We need to take heed and remember that we are not above, you know, falling. And you know? even if you are saved, like even God's if you grace.
1: are headed to heaven, there are earthly consequences. Uh, Lonnie's yeah. life was cut short. He yeah. could have done a lot more, and he had a very shameful yeah. death. He was yeah. very embarrassed about it. He didn't want to talk about it. He mm. was convinced to talk about it. Yeah. But let, let's, let's see what he says in his book. Okay. I'm going to read from his book, uh, page two pages 210 to 211 on not by might nor by power you know homosexuality is a huge subject in itself which i briefly addressed at the last segment of my life story i said it was a counterfeit but i would like to go into the subject a little more at this time i do not consider myself an expert in any way but i have my personal experience and have looked into the subject from several angles for me, of course, the most important angle is what God says about homosexuality. Well, God is not negligent about condemning all categories of sin. So he's calling it sin and harmful choices that we make. And there is a long list that he warns us about, including the so-called gay lifestyle in case you might not have read the great commission, which is a book he wrote okay. where I stated, I never live the gay lifestyle. I would like to add that I never even considered myself a homosexual at all. Even though I had been molested for years as a child had sexually experimented as a part of the rebellious free love generation during my teenage years in the sixties. And there is also my disappointing backsliding days in the mid eighties that I have described in this book. Mm -hmm. So let's do a little clarification in his confession here. He doesn't consider Mm -hmm. himself a homosexual. Or have lived the gay lifestyle, but he's saying yeah. he had committed those sins. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to finish this little section here. But I must say that I have respect for many of my friends who have chosen the gay lifestyle. They are among some of the most gifted and talented and loving individuals in the world. Being an artist and being part of the entertainment world, when I was a teenage cast member of Shebang Weekly's uh, Shebang's weekly TV dance show, I met so many creative and Intel, uh, and interesting and famous people. Many were gay. Most were still in the closet at that time. I can honestly say that I love my gay friends, but there is a huge difference between love and approval. Yeah. So that's his way of saying love the sinner, hate the sin. Yeah. Nowhere do we see any, anything that Lonnie says, does he approve of homosexuality?
0: He, right. Right, he understands that it's uh, a moral, a moral failing on his part that he's, you know, repented of. Yes, and you know, looking to Christ for forgiveness.
1: Now, I want to share something really, really important that Lonnie writes about that has become known since this, since he wrote it, has become more widely known. So, um, the reason why, first of all, first of all, the reason why he got into it and how other people get into it. So I'm going to read from another book, uh, same, uh, sorry, same book, pages 212, 213, not by might nor by power set free. When you look at the gay lifestyle, there are so many reasons that a person might go down that road. Many times it includes a fatherless home. It can be rejection or abuse by the opposite sex and really, and the same sex. It can even be innocent experimentation during puberty, or it can be part of a much darker world of molestation, manipulation, and indoctrination. Mm -hmm. Sex is a powerful force that was created by God with a definite purpose in our lives. It is a wonderful gift designed to create family and to fulfill an intimate relationship between a man and a woman. The enemies of God are tireless in trying to convince mankind otherwise. They raise their fist and proclaim that there are no absolutes, and the Bible is just an ancient book of fairy tales and attempts to control humanity. Many try to convince themselves there is no sin. There is no God. If it feels good, do it. So obviously he doesn't agree with that. As we examine some of this, there is a pattern that I have seen in many lives, including my own. As a child, I was starving for affection. My natural father beat me and left. My stepfather raised me in cruel rejection. Then when I was eight, a male babysitter showed me so much attention and kindness, played games with me, with fun and laughter. He often had me sit on his lap while he stroked my hair, but one day he took me into the shower and molested me. That -hmm. was the beginning of a nightmare in my life that I cannot fully express. The babysitter was a dark evangelist sent by demonic forces to ruin my life two weeks after I became a Christian as a child. That's terrible. You know, I feel a sense of destiny around all this, and that would be the plight of adults molested as children And who have become victimized as people they are victims who don't know how to protect themselves from the others who also who are also victimized people but are criminals in hiding they are individuals who have turned their pain into a distorted need to cause more pain they actually become predators i call them dark evangelists Hmm. this is very heartbreaking stuff for me to read but i'm sure within the sound of my voice, many have experienced similar kinds of abuse.
0: Yeah, they certainly could have, yeah. And I just did want to throw out our number real quick. We are probably about 10 minutes out from the end of our show, maybe a little more. Um, If you'd like to chime in with any questions on, uh, we're talking about Jesus Revolution, Lonnie Frisbee, the types of people God uses, uh, broken people, or just have any questions about Christianity in general, uh, give us a call, 888-995-KKLA. That's 888 We have lines that are open for about another 10 minutes or so. Um, so, yeah, really, really sad, um, you know, story about Lonnie and, um, you know, this dark evangelist that came into his life and um, just took advantage of him, um, you know, young, kind of innocent uh, defenseless child, you know that's that's terrible. But eight years old, eight years old, um, which led to him, you know, doing things later in his life that, um, you know, were distorted, and yes. he understood that they were distorted. He, you know, he mentioned in that quote there that sex is meant to create family, right? And there's one way family happens, right? That's a male and a female coming together as one. Um, which which ends in the creation of uh, offspring, you know, and so he defines the purpose right there of what it was intended for, understanding that um, there are distortions of that intent. Um, so yeah, he he speaks, you know, very uh, clearly and soberly in his uh, in that book, kind of chronicling his his personal life.
1: Let me break down some of what he said, because I want to make sure these points get um, out into the world. He's saying the reason why he ended up in this lifestyle was because he was abused as a child. Right. And this seems to be very, very, very common among the gay community, that they were molested as Mm -hmm. children. And he has a heart for these people who end up in this lifestyle, Mm -hmm. in this sin, we'll call it sin, in this sin, Mm -hmm. um, because of the abuse that they suffered. Mm Mm-hmm. But there is a subset of those people that end up becoming predators themselves. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So number one, do not become one of those. Okay. You are victimized do not become a victimizer. Do not become a victimizer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, as Lonnie found out, there is forgiveness. There is help. The church is here for you. Mm-hmm. Reach out to people. Reach out to people who love you. You do not have to do what I call to live in, what I call a gay Stockholm syndrome. Right. Mm. Stockholm syndrome is people who get kidnapped. They end up adopting the, 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 the cause of their kidnapper. Yeah. These poor children who get molested end up adopting the same behaviors as their molester Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus is, Jesus can break that. Mm -hmm. Okay. God is the answer. You do not have to repeat the sins that were committed against you and yeah. then perpetuate that evil into the world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and there's another, there's another really, I think, useful um, kind of teachable thing that we can learn from, you know, Lonnie, Lonnie's life, which, uh, which you kind of pointed out, Tony, earlier when we were talking um, offline and it's this whole idea of Lonnie's testimony, which he was after he shared it um, he was kind of told, don't ever speak about this testimony again right. um I thought that was pretty powerful and because part of our testimony and speaking to what God has done in our life um, has power to help others, you know what I mean who might who might be in similar similar circumstances
1: yeah let's talk about that i want to read this quick thing to explain where there is a huge failure in in Lonnie's being ministered to in another book it says his early testimony at calvary chapel was that he had come out of the homosexual lifestyle but he felt like a leper because a lot of people turned away from him after that so he took it out of his testimony Once Lonnie confessed his sin and he publicly rejected the homosexual lifestyle, Lonnie was told to never speak about it again in his testimonies. Mm -hmm. So instead of doing what the Bible commands, which is in James 5, 16, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, right? They told him to be quiet about it. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think he fell back into the, the pit because yeah. he hid his sin. So do you know why it right, says trespasses, right. confess your trespasses to one another instead of a priest? I do. Because we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> because if you if you confess your failings to the right set of people, Christian people, they yeah. are your friends who are in community with you. They can help you. They can be your accountability partners they right. can pray for you they can look out for the signs of you f- slipping again and they can love you right. and they can pull you back
0: but if you keep it as a secret nobody knows right. they can't help you i mean it's 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 just you know light and darkness right right you know drag men, it out into the light men love the darkness rather than light for the light exposes you know their evil deeds right and so so people like to keep it in the dark and if it's kept in the dark then it just grows and that sin is not dealt with. We need to bring it into the light and part of bringing it into the light is confessing one to another, right? Finding people that you trust, um, that love you and care for you, that you can be vulnerable with and open with um, because as you bring it out into the light, that sin is exposed and it dies. Um, yeah, and it, it does, you know, I could definitely see a connection, you know, as Lonnie was felt rejected, felt kind of judged or whatever it is mm-hmm. told, Hey, don't talk about this well, well then it just becomes this dark secret again, which can grow and grow and grow and just, you know, eventually you find yourself giving into temptation because you just didn't have, you weren't able to withstand it. You know? Yeah. I'd like to share a verse
1: that, uh, the gay community calls part of what they call the, the clobber verses. Yeah, which are the very clear verses that condemn homosexuality. Right. Well, would, that's what they term them. Right. I would never use that phraseology. Right. There are no clobber verses in the Bible whatsoever. Do you know why? Because God's not out to clobber us. Right. Because the Bible is a love story. It's a love letter to us. Every verse in the Bible is for our good. I call these yeah. not clobber verses, but love verses from God. Yeah. First Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. And don't leave out 11, okay? Do you... Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. So in the first two verses, 9 through 10, homosexuality is condemned. But let's focus on 11. And such were some of you but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. Homosexuality is condemned, but there is such a thing as an ex-gay, former homosexual. As far as I can read in Lonnie's writing, he was a former homosexual, he repented of it because he was Mm -hmm. washed, he was sanctified, he was justified by by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. And if you're dealing with this, You too can be washed by the Spirit of God. Do not keep it to yourself. Confess whatever struggles you have. It doesn't even have to be homosexuality. It could be anything
0: to the right Christian friends who can love you, pray for you, keep you accountable. Amen. Thanks, Tony. And that about wraps up our show on the Apologetics.com radio show for tonight. I did want to leave you guys with a final thought as we kind of consider these things and this idea of revival and, you know, really changing changing the world for Christ. Um and it's this. Jesus said this in John 12. He said, "I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds." The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And the kingdom of God, the mystery is really that out of death comes life, eternal life. And the world views this mystery as foolishness and um you know, we want to be those people who are giving our lives, who fall to the ground and die so that more seeds might go out. So um, I pray that you would take these things to heart. Um, go watch the Jesus Revolution and really think about and pray about how you can be impacting the world where you live um, for the gospel, for the kingdom. So until next week, uh, this is Jason Gallagher saying keep the faith. Go out and tell somebody about Jesus. Repent and believe in Jesus. Amen. Oh, oh,